This podcast is brought to you by The Hitched Wine Club. Do you and your spouse enjoy wine? Then I am excited to introduce you to the wine club that was created for couples. Aside from amazingly delicious wines that are rare and sometimes not available to the general public, The Hitched Wine Club includes exclusive date night ideas that accompany each wine delivery to help you and your spouse reconnect. Research shows that couples who regularly celebrate good times together have higher levels of commitment, intimacy, trust, and relationship satisfaction. So to invest in your marriage, visit the Hitched homepage and click on the Wine Club link and start getting extraordinary wines at an unbelievable price. Cheers. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I have a new guest today, and I'm really excited because I have known this guy for 10 plus years. Uh, we, way back in the day, were roommates, um, and he is the newly minted Dr. Richard Mendelson. Hey, Rich. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. Uh, so, Rich is a industrial and organizational psychology practitioner and the founder of DIO Consultants a company specializing in the use of emotional intelligence to improve business. And uh, the reason Rich and I are talking, you know, not just to catch up on old times here, uh, but Rich and I are talking because we, so many of you know that I write a column for Forbes and that column typically talks about uh, the background business aspect, the business side of Hitched. Uh, So if you haven't read it, check it out. Um, But I, Rich and I uh, partnered on a on a column a couple weeks ago where he talked about the emotional intelligence, the EQ of uh, athletes, and uh, we just kind of started talking about that a little bit, and uh, kind of that conversation segued into, well, how does EQ impact marriage? And so that's really what we're going to talk about here today. So, uh, what is EQ and how it impacts marriage? So. Um, you know, actually, before we get into that, I want to mention one quick thing, a little house cleaning. Uh, if you guys haven't been to the website recently, um, all of our articles, and I'm really excited about this, and one of the reasons uh, we implemented this was because of that column that Rich and I uh, worked on on Forbes, uh, was commenting. So the, the a lot of the richness of that column came from the comments that we received, and it's something that we've long thought about implementing on the Hitched website, but we hadn't up to this point uh, because I was afraid of the the moderating of it. And a lot of people can say some really nasty things in commenting. So what we've done is we have now finally got commenting on the Hitched website. And uh, we are using the Facebook commenting system. So uh, if you have a Facebook account, you can go on there and comment to your heart's content. Um, If you do not have a Facebook account, you can actually sign in with other accounts. So Hotmail, uh, I think Gmail, um, I think Yahoo, uh, and some other ones. So uh, if if you've been to our site before and you wanted to leave a comment but you couldn't, 
go go back and leave one now um, and when you're reading through the stuff now let's get that conversation going because I know we try to offer a lot of information but many times it's the added information that you guys are able to offer up and it really enriches uh, what we already put on the website so check that out and uh, so without further ado let's talk about emotional intelligence here um, so rich let me start off by asking you uh, what is emotional intelligence um, there's a lot of different definitions out there that people are working on and you know in literature and stuff but I think really for regular people's uh, applications and, and purposes in my opinion, it's it's the closest thing to the total picture a person that, that you can really get. It incorporates, you know, so many factors that go beyond just personality. Uh, they go beyond the person's intellectual ability. It really is a. It, it's kind of the best way to get the overall picture of, of who a person is. Um, my favorite model or way of thinking of emotional intelligence is. Mm-hmm. Uh, was developed by a guy named Dr. Barone. And he said that it incorporates your interpersonal skills, you know, the way you communicate with one another, uh, your intrapersonal skills, the way you can handle or regulate your own emotional experiences, okay. uh, stress management ability, adaptability, and your overall general mood. So is it is um, it a b- being kind of simplistic about this, is it really just being in touch with your own feelings is that a is that a fair um simplification that that is part of it that's that's you know part of it that's more the intrapersonal thing it's also the way you handle your own emotions and your experiences and and the way you're able to interact with other people when they have their own emotional experiences okay so so um i mean this seems like an obvious answer but how does emotional intelligence then impact our relationships well, it, it impacts them in a lot of ways. I mean, first of all, what it gives you the ability to do, um, emotional intelligence is, is kind of what allows you to persevere when you're frustrated and still be able to accomplish a task or a goal. Okay. Uh, it lets you understand, you know, when you work towards something today, you might not necessarily reap the rewards of what you do today for a very long period of time. Uh, when you're under stress, it lets you maintain composure and still perform it at peak or, or close to peak levels. But most of all, it's the ability that even when things might seem hopeless, you're able to remain hopeful. And it impacts all of our relationships, the way we talk to people, the way we interact with people at work, uh, on teams, our friendships. And, you know, in my opinion, one of the more important aspects of it is the way it impacts our romantic relationships. Okay. And and so when you say it impacts our romantic relationships, so really when because marriage in particular, it's the you're in it for the long haul, and so you you yeah. put in you put things in in the beginning, and you know you might not see them immediately, but you know five years down the road in your marriage, you might start reaping those rewards, kind of a thing. Is that what you're saying? Um. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, especially a lot of young couples, for example, starting out. Uh, you know, I know that it's unfortunate, but a lot of young couples starting out, you learn the lesson that, you know, being married is a lot of responsibility to one another, for one another. Uh, your financial situation changes. Uh, you're going to be making decisions that the other person obviously should have input into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also, you're not with your spouse all the time, 
but all the things that impact you on an emotional level are likely to impact your spouse as well in some way. Mm. For example, if you have a bad day at work and you're very stressed out, when you get home, your spouse has to be able to recognize that in you, or you might have to be able to communicate that effectively to your spouse, your husband or your wife, and, and be able to find ways to help each other get through those difficult times. And as such, we find ourselves more often than not in our romantic relationships growing closer because of the challenges that we face that we're able to overcome together. So it's very important, you know, to recognize that emotional intelligence does impact all our relationships, especially the ones that are with the people closest to us. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point that your emotions stay with you even when your spouse is, you know, off taking care of the kids or at work or whatever the case may be. Um, so, so, uh, uh, so we we we're, we have an understanding now of what uh, emotional intelligence, or sometimes referred to as EQ, is instead of rather than IQ, right? Uh, so, what um, what are some signs that your spouse either has a high or a low or somewhere in between uh, level EQ? Well, I, the first thing I would say is when you're in a position and you're emotionally involved. You should be very careful. Uh, it's difficult when you're in a situation to start trying to identify things in your spouse because whether it's an emotional high or an emotional low, you know, most of the time you're experiencing that in some way as well. Mm-hmm. We celebrate with, uh, with the people we love and we hurt with the people we love. So it's, it's difficult to look at the quality of another person's experience when you yourself are emotionally invested in it. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to to wait a little while and kind of look at it at, at a remove, if you will, okay. you know, and, and not just a single situation necessarily, but more often look for, uh, I guess, emerging themes or patterns in people's behavior. And, you know, as you grow together or, unfortunately, apart as a couple, as you move through your, your time together, you're going to be able to get a pretty good idea of different things that, that can help you to determine whether you're you know, your spouse has, uh, you know, I guess I wouldn't say high or low necessarily okay. EQ, but an EQ that, that meshes well with what your needs are. Okay. So, you know, you can look at overall, you know, uh, examine a bunch of the times in your time together when you've handled stress. How did the person you're with handle that? How did your spouse handle it when, you know, maybe someone lost a job when the, uh, the economic downturn happened? Mm-hmm. Were they able to regulate their emotional experience? Were they able to relate, you know, their feelings to you? Did they try hard to keep it inside and handle it themselves, but maybe it manifested in a different way through their behavior, their attitude or something? You want to kind of look at it as an overview. You want to see how well a person is able to understand what you're experiencing emotionally because it's not just about them expressing their feelings. When you're in a marriage, they have to be able to understand your needs as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, are they able to to regulate and express you know their experiences, and do they let you regulate and express yours, or do you need to tell them verbally, "I need this" or "I need that" from you, or do they just kind of get it, they feel it, they understand the nonverbal cues? Yeah. It, now, it, I mean, if you if you're reflecting back on your relationship, your marriage, and you you start noticing some patterns that. 
uh, really don't jive with how you would like them to be responding. So if you find that they always fly off the handle on some really insignificant things or whenever the holidays roll around and stress is really high, uh, their response isn't a, a, a positive response, I guess you could say. Um, is there uh, hope that that person can change or evolve and, and what can you do as the supporting spouse uh, to help uh, change their behavior, change their, uh, their emotional intelligence regarding those situations? You know, that's a really, really great thing. I'm glad you brought this up because, well, first of all, emotional intelligence is not, is not looked at, in at least at the current time, the same way your IQ score is, where your IQ is tested and it peaks and typically over time it, it'll actually decrease. Emotional intelligence has been demonstrated repeatedly in a bunch of different studies to actually improve over time. So if, you're, if your spouse is not necessarily where you think they should be today, that doesn't mean that there's no hope for them. I mean, they could certainly grow and develop and, you know, experience is, is, our, is our greatest teacher. Mm-hmm. And as we move through life, you know, it's, it's likely that their ability to, you know, uh, I guess react more in line with what you believe they should is, is likely to improve. So, so that's a good thing. But I think my favorite part of your question was when you said, what can, what can you do yeah. if this happens? And a really, really interesting thing that's been shown about, you know, emotional intelligence is, if you grew up ever playing sports, you may have heard coaches say, your attitude is contagious. Yeah. They were actually right, at least according to the research that's out right now. Uh, emotional intelligence, the way you behave, actually can legitimately impact and change the behavior, and not only the behavior of others, but the actual emotional experience of people around you. I think we've all seen that. There's that person at work who kind of sets the tone for the whole office. Mm-hmm. If they come in and they're having a bad day or they're grumpy, it's kind of like somebody, you know, has a dark cloud following them around in the office and everyone kind of, you know, behaves differently that day. By the flip side of that coin, if somebody is, is having a really bad time and you're able to be positive through it, you know, in the right ways anyway, yeah. if you're able to, to do it within reason, not just, you know, be happy and smiling all the time and in the light of something that's, you know, <laughs> a really not positive thing. But yeah. if you can maintain your, I guess what I was talking about earlier, being hopeful even when things might seem hopeless, uh-huh. that can actually be contagious. And that's a good thing to have in marriage. I mean, you know, I know in, in many relationships and, and my own as well, thank goodness, when I'm at my lowest, my wife is always there to pick me up. Mm-hmm. And I try to do the same thing, you know, for her in return. And I think, you know, that it's important to note that if, if your spouse is having a difficult time coping for some reason, you might not be able to make that, you know, the cause that, that's, that's making them unhappy go away. But by you persevering and, and being hopeful and being positive about things, it can help them to get to that point as well. Yeah. And that's a really important thing, really important thing in a relationship. We, I in mean, my opinion. yeah, no, we've talked about this before on this podcast uh, with some other uh, guests, experts, uh, where we've we've used different anecdotes and scenarios of, you know, for example, somebody coming home from work 
And as soon as they enter the door, their spouse starts complaining to them about things that they did or didn't do or how crappy their day was. Um, or mm-hmm. the person comes through the door and is just constantly in a foul mood. And getting back to that contagious part, it, it's hard uh, to flip that switch or it's hard to be excited to walk through that door if you know that person um, isn't able to handle those stresses on a regular basis and they're constantly negative. Nobody wants to walk into that. So um, I guess what what we're talking about here is when you have a, a healthy EQ – uh, you don't let the stresses of the day, uh, whatever they may be, really sway um, on a regular basis how you respond to them, which I'm, I'm guessing seems to be a pretty darn good thing for your marriage, being having that regulation. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And, you know, it's also, a, it's also about reading things. For example, I don't mean reading like out of a book. I mean kind of being able to get a feel as soon as you see your spouse, as soon as you see his or her face, knowing what what needs to be presented to them. And an example of that, I mean, would be instead of you opening the door and seeing your spouse is upset and, and you ask him or her, how was your day, or asking them what's wrong, mm-hmm. you know, you can ask a leading question. You can ask them something along the lines of, tell me something good. Mm-hmm. And it immediately shifts the focus when they walk in the house. And it helps them to to kind of, I guess, uh, make a transition, if you will. And you just try and shift the focus a bit. And, you know, it, it's interesting because you know, I, I'm a very fortunate guy. My wife is amazing at that. When I walk in the door, the first thing she'll do is smile. And then she'll tell me something good that happened to her. And then she'll ask me what good happened to me that day. And if I'm having a bad day, number one, it's really nice to see somebody smiling. I think we've all had that where, <laughs> yeah. man, it just feels like the world couldn't get you any lower. And then that one person smiles or says hello to you, and it's just an uplifting feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, being a good spouse, I, I think is, it also has a lot to do with using your EQ to influence the emotional experience of the person who you're with. And that's something that we can all work on. It so, doesn't mean we have to be positive all the time and sure. not have our own bad days. Yeah. Because it works both ways in a, in a good relationship, you know? So I guess um, – so by um, by you yourself uh, exuding uh, a healthy EQ and really being in tune with your own emotions both internally and externally, uh, that then becomes contagious uh, to your uh, spouse – hopefully, um, and then they might begin to also uh, grow their EQ as well. Is that is that what, what we're getting at here? Uh, yes, it, it actually can happen. You know, you being positive may not necessarily, you know, stimulate or catalyze growth yeah. of your spouse's emotional intelligence, but it can actually help to improve that immediate situation. Okay. And I think over time, it becomes a habit for your spouse. So it's, it's kind of like a situation where if they have a bad day and, you know, time after time they come in and you're understanding of them having a bad day, but you're also trying to be uplifting, yeah. you know? And, and at, a, at a certain point, it kind of kicks into them and it becomes a learned behavior that it's okay to have a bad day, but that part of the day is over. And now I'm at home with the people who love me most. Mm-hmm. And this is the part of my life, this is the reason why I work. Work is what you do so you can enjoy your life outside of work, you know? And there's also other stressors. It may not just be work. It can be financial. 
it could be you know something you know goes wrong with with uh, someone you care about or whatever the case may be and as a good spouse having you know good you know emotional intelligence means you allow a person to experience the negative that they have to to be able to grieve mm-hmm. and then you help them to move forward and get back to, to feeling better about the situation and I think um, you touched on it towards the beginning uh, about how uh, looking at looking at the big picture too, and uh, you know understanding that this is uh, you know the stresses of today are finite. Uh, hopefully, um, when looking at you know a fifty-year marriage, right, right. So um, you know, Rich, I. I think uh, I think this is a good place to uh, hit the pause button here. Um, so I want to thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and to uh, be a part of this. Yeah, Thanks, honestly, I think you knocked this thing out of the park, and uh, I I I can't wait to do this again soon. I think we got a lot more EQ conversations coming coming down the pipe. Um, so we'll 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 look for those and get you back on here s- soon. Well, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. I'm excited about it, man. Yeah. Um, I really am. Uh, be- before you guys uh, click off here, I want to give you remind you first and foremost, uh, you are listening to Dr. Richard Mendelson, industrial and organizational psychology practitioner. He is also the founder of DIO Consultants, a company specializing in the use of emotional intelligence to improve business. You can find him on Twitter at DIO Consultants. Uh, he has a website, dioconsultants.com, which also um, is got his email and some other contact information. You can find him there. Uh, and, of course, you can reach me on Twitter, at Hitched Media. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash hitched. And, um, you know, just like every week, you know you can find us on hitchmag.com. And uh, let me give my two-second pitch here uh we got our wine club it's up and running um heard nothing but really great things from all the people who have joined so if you uh did not join um last month and missed that first shipment uh it's still going out we got this thing with the ball is rolling so um if you do join post some pictures on uh, facebook our facebook or twitter handle and uh let us know what you think i'm, I'm really excited i'd love to grow a little community of us uh hitched wine drinkers and we can compare tasting notes or you know date ideas that we did around the wine or something so uh be sure to do that and um that's gonna do it this week take care everybody i just want to say one thing to my wife who's home yo adrian i did it they certainly got the idea They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.